Welcome to the Badminton Europe podcast. My name is Rasmus Beck, and uh, today, uh, on my side, a German, Yvonne Lee. Welcome to you. Hello. Yvonne, um, there's always a question popping up in my head uh, when I see you play, and that is always, uh, what is the hardest part for you, the physical or the mental game? Uh, because sometimes I see you deliver great results, uh, in in the same match, and sometimes you actually take a peek, uh, 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 downs deep, and then you actually take a peek in the same match again. Uh, so, you want what is the hardest part for you when you walk on court? The mental part or the physical part? Oh, <laughs> a tough question. I have to say, what's the hardest part? Uh, I think the physical part is what you do in everyday training, so that is hard, and the mental part is what comes with it of playing a tournament. Mm. So I feel like um, in competitions, the mental part is like something you don't train as much as you do the physical part in training. So that is quite tough to first go into the game and not be too nervous and then being in the game and keeping your level up. And on that level is uh, not always easy, especially when the opponent is strong. And then I think I tend to have some dips in my game, but I kind of get it right to come back. But of course, when you play really strong opponents, it's essential to not have those dips. Mm. So um, yeah, it's it's both tough. Both, both, are, both are tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and Yvonne, it's no secret that I've been interviewing you, uh, I don't know how many times, a lot for sure. And And often you also say, yeah, I just needed to get going. I was a bit nervous in the beginning. Why actually being nervous? Because you know you're good at what you do. Uh, for instance, in a tournament like the Europeans, you are highly seed. Uh, why, why being nervous be when you walk on court? Because you are a top badminton player. Mm, I don't even know if in comparison to others, I'm so much more nervous. I don't think so. I think everybody's just nervous in front of a competition because you never know how good you're going to perform and then you always of course want to do your best and you want to win of course and uh, yeah that's the reason why I'm nervous but yeah when I realize I may be getting too anxious I try to recall myself that uh, um, I developed the strength over the time and then that uh, yeah I became a good player I think and uh, uh, I'm able to beat a lot of players or uh, yeah be on the same level as them and uh, that's what you think when you go on court and try not to be too anxious. Yeah. What, what, what do you do to make yourself more calm? You say when, when if, if you're too nervous or too anxious, what do you do to make yourself more more relaxed? Mm, I think uh, not try to overthink it. Just uh, go with your rituals of warming up. Try to have fun. I, I love to play badminton, so uh, why, why should I overthink it? And not only when I'm on court, everything is fine. I'm just, uh, I need to focus on every rally, like what I'm going to do next and not about the whole thing because then it's overwhelming you. But if you just concentrate step by step, then it's fine. It's like writing an exam. When you're going into the exam, you're like, oh no, I don't know what's going up. But then you're in the exam, you're writing and then it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. But how is it to go on an exam? Basically, every time you walk on court, it must also be kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, it means a bit similar, but... For example, for example, I normally don't really like to learn that, and for badminton, I love to play it and I love to train it, so it's it, it's different in that regards. Mm -hmm. But I just meant for you being nervous, mm -hmm. 
before and then when you're doing it, it's, it's good. Uh, Yvonne, I remember one of the first time I met you, you were part of a very strong uh, women's singles group in, in Germany. Uh, it was you, it was Fabienne and it was Luisa Heim. Uh, for the team event, you never knew who was going to represent Germany on the women's singles because you were three very strong players at the same, basically on the same level. Uh, now there's just you left. Uh, Louise retired uh, uh, some time ago. Fabienne retired recently, uh, and now it's you of that of those three left. Um, why was it? Why is it you sitting here and, and not one of the others? Mm, that I don't know. I think it's uh, everybody's personal decision. Mm -hmm. Why they chose to retire? I just feel it's very unfortunate. Um, especially, I think Fabienne already um, served a lot of time in the national team and uh, it can take its toll on its body when you do uh, um, badminton on such a high level for such a long time. But I think it's very unfortunate for Luisa to retire so early. Um, we would have made a good team. We made a good team and uh, yeah, but now the young ones uh, have to come up. They have to step up and I hope they're joining me soon because uh, yeah, right now women's singles, uh, we are not that many. No, but it actually also leaves you in a position where you, you are the one. Uh, we saw that at the uh, mixed team championships in, in Finland in February. There's not much doubt as who's going to play that women's singles if, if Germany has to, would like to take some points. Uh, you're also highly seeded at the European championships. We saw you in Salah Lux uh, on home soil in, in late 2020 delivering a, a great piece of result. Um, how do you feel currently, actually, on being, being in that position where you are number one in Germany and there's actually not much doubt about it? It's a very fortunate position because you get the most attention. Um, the coach is focusing on you, on your development. And, uh, yeah, that's, I think, the struggle for those who are under me. Or when I was not the one who was the top, you always have to struggle for attention. You have to work your way up, and it's very hard. And now I finally got this position and uh, I'm very aware of all the uh, advantages it gives me and I'm very grateful for it and I will try to uh, make the most of it as I can. But also, um, yeah, if I can give something back to the younger ones to help them come up as well, I would try it. But I will also not deny the attention that I think I deserve as well. But it's always a tough, like, um, on the one hand, you're number one, so you want to have all the attention. On the other hand, you still want to like have a good group environment and everybody gets, gets some attention, so you have good training. So it's always like difficult also for the coaches to have this um, feeling how to yeah, t tune it. But I assume that there are more pros than, than cons for... For, for me free, personally, yeah. yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Yvonne, that there's no secret that uh, when I speak to coaches uh, around Europe, uh, players around Europe, uh, a lot of people mention your name uh, when they talk about players who are uh, very close to make that big, big breakthrough. Uh, they, they, a lot of people see you have a, a great potential. We also saw that actually. We can just look at the papers and, and look at the statistics from your from your youth. And now you also start to, to, to make the step into, for instance, Salah Lux final, uh, beating good players, almost winning Salah Lux final. That, that I think that's fair to say. Do you have the feeling that you are you're scratching that in that breakthrough uh, pretty soon? Um, I think the recent ones have been okay, good. Um, I think I made another step forward. And 
now it really feels like, oh, on a good day or on better days, I can perform on a higher level than before. And I really hope that now that I made top 30 and I can play those high tournaments without worrying if I can get into them or not, that I can grasp the chance and climb my way to this even higher level to, to get to the world elite. But it's so tough and, uh, but yeah, very motivated to do so. And let's see what the future will say. What is it that you need to tweak actually to, to, to get that next step? Because we have seen you, you beat Mia um, Blickfeld in, in, in 2021. Uh, in 2021. Uh, she, she's the reigning European Games winner. She's, she's highly ranked. She was second seed at the Europeans before she unfortunately had to withdraw. Well, what is it that you need to, to do? Of course, consistency is a thing, but, but, but in general? Yeah, I think consistency. I think uh, on a certain speed of the game, I can play it quite well. But then there, there are those top players, they, they just they can just play it a little faster. And just by playing a little faster, it makes it so tough for me to get through. You, you immediately feel it, also the presence they give off to you and their shots are a little bit sharper, a little bit steeper, and then everything just becomes like, I think if they're everything a little bit better than me, then I have a very hard time to cope with it. And that's what makes it so hard to play against those top players. What is the biggest difference between you and a player like Carolina? Of course, of course, uh, righty lefty, but 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 what are the biggest differences where you can see to, today I can go in and practice and actually reach the same uh, level as Carolina on that specific area? I think uh, what is her biggest characteristic is her speed mm. and aggressiveness mm. and uh, decisiveness, decisiveness in playing her shots. Mm. If uh, yeah, I need to tactically improve that when I play this attacking shot, I need to work better to follow it up more, to be more aggressive, and she's just quicker on court than me right now. Career, uh, career high ranking for you at the, at the moment also, with, with, within the top 30, as you also said, and, and meaning that you can go into uh, Super 1000 to Super 500, 750, everything. Can you try to enlighten, uh, enlighten us a bit on what, what's the difference between living outside of top 30, between inside top 30? What kind of thoughts, what kind of preparation, what kind of uh, choices needs to be made with when you are outside top 30 compared to inside? You always think about, should I go for the big tournament or should I not go for the big tournament? Because you never know if you get in. And uh, when you're on the reserve list, you have a lot less time to prepare for the travels. If you're on a reserve list, you're thinking about pulling out in the last second to sign up for another tournament that happens at the same time or a week after or a week before. So you always struggle to make the decision between a World Tour 100 or 300 or a challenge or playing the big tournament. Is it worth it to go to the big tournament? Is it worth it to wait for it and then get in like in the last second? But if you don't get in, you can't play any tournament. And especially I think in Olympic year where you stress about every point and you have so many tournaments to go to and you don't want to miss any uh, tournaments and you need to choose the right tournaments and it makes so much more difference if you chose the right one. It means the weaker one, of course. Of course. Uh, uh, yeah, it stresses you out a lot. But, but that kind of stress, Yvonne, well, what do you do to avoid thinking about it before you go to sleep, first thing you wake up, also maybe in the middle of the night, because I assume it can be quite stressful. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, oh, what do you do? I, I think I need to 
get better at stuff like this myself. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not very good at falling asleep. Um, when I try to fall asleep, a lot of all, all what happened in the day comes into my head, and I try to like uh, get it to black, like uh, get it out of my head. It's because then I'm just laying there and being not asleep all the time, and that's very annoying. So what can I do against it? Writing it down in a journal helps, I think. Um, not overthinking too much. Also, I mean, you can always ask your coaches for help. Um, I tend to be a person who wants to do everything by herself. Like, I want to get it done by myself. Um, that's maybe sometimes letting go of things is... is controlling less. Yeah, controlling less, trying to be like, okay, I, that person's going to do it for me, then it's fine. And, and, and accepting help as well. I think that would help a lot. And also, it was my first Olympic qualification year. And I think uh, I learned a lot. And I underestimated the mental pressure you would have. But also, in the future Olympic qualification period, I don't know, maybe it's going to be the same. Maybe it's going to be different. I think it's going to be, yeah, special every time. But, yeah. but, but, but looking at that period of time, that which currently is still running, but, but very, very few weeks left, um, you are in a world ranking position where your spot has been more or less safe uh, for quite some time. So why, why does it stress you uh, knowing that, okay, I am qualified? Oh, right now it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> right now it, it doesn't stress me too much anymore. Um, I, right now I just don't know if the Olympics are going to happen, but yeah. it's I also, hand, yeah, it? it's out of my hand. So it's also actually not stressing me that much. Um, but at the beginning, it was stressing me. Um, Fabian was still playing. Uh, I had a rough start to Olympic qualification with an injury, uh, not good performance, and not how I concluded the year before. I didn't start the qualification year how I wanted it. And I really wanted a good start to have it out of my mind, and I didn't. And then I was suddenly uh, felt very pressured. And then I also think I played too many tournaments. That stressed me out a lot as well. Uh, you said it, Fabienne did a great job for, for the national team. She has been, been putting a lot of effort and, and uh, resources into to her badminton career. Now she's retired, she's pregnant with her first baby, and, and congratulations on that. Uh, that's a fantastic thing. But did it actually also made it a bit easier for you also to just keep calm, relax a bit, knowing that, okay, now I'm the only one who's actually in the run for it? Um, maybe a little. But she decided to retire when, first of all, the Olympic qualification period got cut down by a half a month. Like, we weren't in the Olympic qualification period for half a month already. So you were already getting used to not being Olympic qualification anymore. And then she announced her retirement. And also, she announced it where I was already quite sure that yeah. I would make it. So it just uh, made a difference to the national team, made a difference to the training group when she said she's going to retire. But you also lost a sparing partner. Yeah. Which could, might be uh, quite important for you towards, towards Tokyo, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially she's very uncomfortable to play as a player. She's a very special player. As a left-hander, very aggressive one. But um, we have a big group in Mulheim, so I still have a lot of players that I can rely on to play with. And yeah, get good sparing. Yvonne, uh, I think sometimes people forget how young you actually are uh, because you, you have been on the circuit a long time, you, you have been delivering great results in your youth, 
but now you are the older one in, in the women's singles group for sure. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is it? Because because uh, Fabienne, she was a bit older than you, of course, somebody for you to look at. But now everybody's looking at you, and 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 you're kind of the lonely wolf, so to speak, right? Of course, we we have seen Miranda Wilson also at the European Championships, also at team events, and so. But but you are the only one uh, established, basically, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm now from the girls. I'm the oldest one, and it is. Yeah, normally when I was younger, I was always the youngest one in the training group, and now I'm actually the oldest. But some guys are still older than me, so, so I'm not that far gone yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a different role you have, but it's fine. I like the training environment right now in our group a lot, so uh, training is fun. <laughs> Two minutes left on the clock, Yvonne, uh, more or less. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, let's just agree that you are qualified for, for Tokyo 2021. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's say that the NOC and, and your federation accept the, the invitation for, for Tokyo. I'm, I'm sure they will. Um, what is the goal reaching Tokyo? What is the goal? Wow, my first Olympic Games. I, can't, I, I think uh, first of all, I would be very overjoyed. Yeah. Uh, second of all, well, work really hard. I actually, I didn't mind too much that I got postponed one year because I had one more year to gear up and get stronger. And uh, yeah, there are some tournaments in Asia coming up where I get the last chance to play the top players before going to the Olympics. And then there's a period of training in between. And uh, I really hope that I can fine tune my strength well enough to get the best performance out of me at the Olympics. Mm. What do you do to remember staying calm when you're walking around all the other sports stars in, in Tokyo? And <laughs> I don't know. If they, I think because of Corona, it's going to be very different than uh, we would have imagined. Yeah. But uh, probably I'm going to be very excited when I see different personalities you normally only see on TV. Yeah. But uh, in the end, uh, I think I will still try to focus on my results and my, yeah, my own tasks that I have on hand. and. Uh, I'm a bit sad that Tokyo is definitely going to be different than we are used to when I grew up watching it as a kid, but still Olympics, so I hope just everything's going to be safe for everybody and uh, nothing like coronavirus case or anything will happen. But at least then the fans don't have too long to wait, or the anti-athletes as well, for, for Paris 2024. So yeah, true. So it's only three years from now. Incredible so, uh, to think that it's like so like fast coming up yeah. again. So, uh, New European circuit, uh, circle uh, coming soon. And uh, yeah. Yvonne Lee, thank you very much for coming to the podcast. I wish you the best of luck thank you. Uh, in the few tournaments left uh, before the Olympics and, of course, also in Tokyo. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Go follow Yvonne on social media and remember that you can always also follow Badminton Europe. And thank you for watching this BC podcast. <laughs>